It's your calling. You're listening to Vince Tracy and Neil Cobalt. What's in the news this week, especially from the UK and from Spain? A very good day. Welcome, everybody. It's the 8th of March, 2022. Well, our weather here in Spain has been uh, rotten the last couple of days. It's been cold. It's been uh, throwing it down, absolutely chucking it down. But, of course, we are a rice-growing area, so I suppose you've got to have the rain at some time. I'm going to get in the car, go across the mountain range, travel for about three-quarters of an hour, and I should be able to find out how Neil is enjoying being back in, dare I say, sunny Spain. Neil, how did your trip to the UK go, and what's your weather like this morning? back in UK, every day was raining and freezing cold, and I mean freezing cold. So, it was awful. Anyway, I got back, I got back on, um, when, did, when did I fly in? Oh, Saturday. <laughs> Flew in on Saturday night, raining, and it's been raining ever since, except for today. And uh, the sun's out at the moment, but you can see dark clouds coming over, you know. So, I suppose... So, well, but it's a lot warmer than it were in England, trust me. It were awful. Right, OK, well, let's find out um, what obviously has been happening. I mean, the the war in the Ukraine is just awful. Um, but I don't really want to go too heavily into that because there are so many other things that will get swept under the carpet otherwise. So let's start with this one. Okay, here we go. So this was as it was breaking. A huge fire has broken out in a block of flats and offices near London's Olgate East Underground Station. Ascending glass panels crashing hundreds of metres to the ground. Around 125 firefighters in 20 vehicles are currently at the scene of the inferno on the 17th floor of a high-rise building in Whitechapel High Street in Aldgate, East London. The London Fire Brigade has uh, attended the scene and confirmed they received more than 50 calls alerting them about the huge blaze inside this 21-storey building. One eyewitness um, posted uh, footage of the fire on Twitter and claimed glass panels were falling to the ground. He wrote, huge fire in Algate. And then, you know, obviously the description, firefighters are yet to confirm the cause of the fire, but have mobilised a 64-metre ladder at the scene of the incident. Lots of things to discuss in actual fact, because um, one thing I'm noticing in the uh, in the way that this paper is being produced, uh, it's one of the uh, UK dailies, and it's, uh, it's becoming more and more Americanized in the way the spelling and all sorts, really. Um, and and of course, to read about something like this, I read about it before I actually saw it, but I did see a video of it. So somebody has been able to give that to the paper and preempt the television, so to speak. So, I mean, it shows you the speed at which our uh, media works at these days, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I've never fancied flats, you know what I mean? It, I mean, especially in London, it, it, there's nearly all flats, aren't there, except the big expensive places. But once one starts, you know, if you're above it, you've got to get out as quick as you can, haven't you? You know, it's it's awful. Well, I've always worried about um, being in a, a building, you know, where there's a fire below you and you've got to get out somehow. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, although, you know, this was only eight floors up where I used to stay up in Valencia. But um, to think of people working 17 feet high... And obviously, you've got to concentrate on your job. You must be able to sort of isolate your thoughts the minute you go into that office. Um, but of course, maybe once you've had a fire, then maybe you don't do that quite as easily. No, no, yeah, no, no. But 
Start, you know, I mean, 21 floors is is a lot of way to run down because you can't go in the lifts because of the smoke and stuff like that. And you've got to, you know, you've just got to get out as quick as you can. But, it's, you know, the, the stair the stair thing's forever, isn't it? You yeah. Know? Well, I, I'm lucky because I've never, ever worked in a, an office block like that and never would want to. But, of course... When you come here to Benidorm, you do see a very, very different story because all the hotels there are pretty high. And, of course, now and again, you do get a fire uh, that that um, breaks out. And, honestly, when you think of the work these rescue services do, um, this links quite quickly into what you see going on in um, the Ukraine, you know, because... Yeah. Uh, obviously, you've got to put fires out very quickly or as quickly as you possibly can. Um, but when people are actually doing it under fire as well, under siege, that must be absolutely horrific, mustn't it? Yeah, horrendous. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's not a good it's not a good thing anyway, is it? You know what I mean? It's, uh, it, even you know, just normal fires. It's not only that that floor that. It there, it's the floors that get wet through with millions of gallons of water being pumped into it, you know, to put it out. Yeah, well, you know, I, it, it I, all the way down. I used to work in a big nightclub underneath Birkenhead Market. Now, that was only at a floor, you know, ground level, um, and the uh, flooding came and wrecked the club completely, so it threw me out of work. But um, I mean, if you've got an office building with uh, 17 floors, then obviously you've got lots and lots of people that can be inconvenient. So the ramifications of just seeing a picture and uh, looking at how horrible it is to be caught in a fire, um, just um, not good times. Anyway, we've got a link with this story with um, uh, what's going on. So here we go. So this, obviously, we're all going to be wrapped up in the economics of this event. Um, it, it, it's obviously a huge um, crops-producing and mineral-producing country. Um, and calls are growing for people to boycott Coca-Cola as they have yet to pull operations out of Russia, despite Putin's uh, invasion of Ukraine entering its 12th day. Trends on Twitter, including, this was written just a day or so ago, trends on Twitter, including boycott Coca-Cola, surfaced over the weekend as it emerged the company, which has 10 bottling plants in Russia, is not making any changes to operations as following the outbreak of the war in Ukraine. There's uh, one of the dragons, Dens, uh, Deborah Meaden, was among the virtual horde of social media users calling for people to boycott the global drinks uh, giant over its inaction. The distribution company in Russia told TASS, that's one of their news agencies, that operations were continuing as normal, but Coca-Cola has remained silent on the issue. I'll read you a bit more about this because it's uh, quite deep, actually. Three Ukrainian supermarket chains have since announced they're removing Coca-Cola products from the shelves, um, as you'd expect, and the company is coming under increased uh, pressure to sever ties with Russia. Since Moscow ordered um, forces to invade Ukraine, a number of international brands, including tech firms, fashion labels, have ceased trading in Russia amid a great cancellation of Putin. This includes firms such as Samsung, PayPal, PayPal, MasterCard, Visa, as well as high street brands such as Zara, Undra Moore and Ikea, which have all sought to take a stand against the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In total, more than 100 billion of trade ties have already been severed with increasingly isolated, um, uh, with no sign of ever uh, largening embargo is set to lose momentum. High-profile Russians, including Putin himself and his inner circle, have been subject to personal financial sanctions across much of Europe and the United States. But everyday citizens are now feeling the pinch too, with multinational firms abandoning the increasing... Uh, in isolated national and the Russian rubles surge to record lows against the dollar. But despite pressure 
to follow suit, uh, from several glo- global brands have stayed silent on the issue, including Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola and McDonald's. Um, on Friday, Ukrainian supermarket chains said it would stop selling all the Coca-Cola products, uh, including Fanta, Schweppes and Bon Aqua, mineral water, and slammed the company as shameless for continuing to work uh, for the invaders in full strength. So uh, there's a lot in that, and you would expect everybody to want to be pulling out, wouldn't you, really? Well, I mean, they, they can make as many bottles as they want, but where are they going to where are they going to put it? If no, if the, if the people are boycotting it, yeah, and they can't they can't send it out to anywhere, you know, they're just going to have a massive pile up of Coca Cola that's not going to be used, you know. But, I don't... Uh, yeah, all, all the other, I mean, the, the McDonald's and all them lot, you know, they, they, they should be boycotting this, you know, th- completely. You know, the, the, this is not a war as such. It's just like, you know, it's just a big bully boy coming in, uh, you know, flexing his muscles and, and, and just, you know, flattening as much as they can of Ukraine. It's an absolute disgrace. You know, you could do with sending SAS in and just popping him off, and let's see where we go from there. But there are, even their own people are, are, are aghast at what is, what's happening. You I, know, it's it's ridiculous. Um, you, you know, not that anybody anywhere can can defend the actions of what's going on. There are other things that I think people seem not to be mentioning, and. One is the fact that apparently there has been um, a lot of people trafficking coming from Ukraine. Uh, I mean, we we were seeing stories of it in our media here, and it's almost as though nobody seems to want to know if that even was true. I mean, it certainly appeared in in the press as though this is something that needed to be addressed. Obviously not in this way, Um, but I mean, uh, had you been subjected to anything like that? Have you heard anything or read anything? No, as I say, I've been away, haven't I? It's like nearly two weeks now. Um, but you see, to be honest, I don't I don't actually watch a lot of news anymore because that it's it just like it's on a link and it just keeps going round and round and it's the same people saying the same things all the time. Surely, if the world gets goes against him, surely there's something you can do. You know, this no-fly zone they keep asking for. Well, they're just letting Russian uh, planes come firing in, you know, and, and bombing anywhere. Well, so what they, what they doing about it? You know, the, the world, I mean, you know, it's not just UK, America, you know, Europe, but they should be absolutely all together with this. Well, the interesting, you know? the interesting thing is, in particular, that we've got uh, the likes of Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola um, that, that haven't done anything at the moment, or at least, you know, it's certainly not come out on block everywhere and said, that's it, we're not... Tre-. No, um, I, I remember looking at a podcast, um, a video a podcast, which was uh, showing us who rules the world, who owns the world, it was. And apparently it's only down to two companies. BlackRock was one, I can't remember the other one. Um, but basically... Um, you know, even the, those two companies buy each other's shares. And so it would appear that it's practically one company and it's pro- probably less than 1% that owns about 99% of the planet so that this particular uh, video was showing. I, I would imagine that um, that's probably not quite accurate, but I would imagine it's near that because... You know, the more that you probe these things, you do realise that, um, you know, it's a minute number of people who really are controlling what's going on. And there is a bigger picture which tends not to be discussed as much as it should be. Um, You you know, there was uh, a particular... um, uh, again, a, a video cast which I was looking at, which was which was from Russia. So obviously there would be a bias, but what they were saying was that they've had people being killed in that part in the south of Russia, Russia uh, sorry of Ukraine, which are mainly uh, Russians, and lots of people have been killed there, and nobody has addressed that at all. 
and that yeah. that has prompted what Putin uh, could be doing, or you know, it would have seemed to be. Now, the fact that these major companies aren't pulling out makes you wonder: is it something even bigger than what we're seeing? I mean, it's dreadful as it is. Uh, you really can't, you cannot find any um, justification for it. But if you can understand anything as to possibly what might really be going on, maybe there is another side to this that nobody is um, able to understand because the media is owned by one or two people anyway. Yeah, I, I read that, that the 98% uh, of the wealth in the world was owned by, you know, 2% uh, thing, but them, them on the on the east coast uh, of Ukraine, they're all Russian separatists, aren't they? But everybody everybody voted, you know, uh, that you know he got into Ukraine because he's he's trying to say he's a Nazi and this that and the other. We don't know about I don't know anything about, about that, but um, you know, it, so he's always been trying to get back all them countries around that, that went independent, didn't they? And it's always played on his mind, hasn't it, Putin? Right? It's he wanted them all back. So you see, if you let this happen, then does he go back to Poland and you know all them all them other ones all all around that you know joined on the west side of uh, Ukraine? Does he start invading all them? Unless you unless you jump on him now, it's like he's got a free roll to do anything he wants. The, the you know, are, we, are we that frightened of, of, of Putin? Well, I don't you know think I, mean? I don't think it's a question of being afraid of him. It's afraid of nuclear attack, where you know you'll get maybe one or two rockets, which will take out uh, millions of people. Which uh, I think that is the only reason why people are holding back. I mean, r really, to um, to have a no-fly zone, um, it doesn't really make an awful lot of sense to most people. But when you listen to the the commanders trying to explain what why it's being held back, uh, don't forget, we've had months and months of lies, months and months of deceit, months and months of being told things that we're now seeing is true. Um, so it's very difficult to know who to believe in any sense. You know, um, yeah. the, the the question that, that I'm asking is that maybe if you've had years and years and years of things that were not right going on and then, you know, it's got somebody, I'm talking about Putin, obviously, so uh, so annoyed that event and frustrated that eventually th that he's just flipped. I mean, the thing is, it, 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 obviously, anybody starting a war like this uh, you immediately think of all the horrible history of Hitler, you know, just before our lifetime, and then all these other despots throughout the, 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 the lives of other people. But, you know, I really, really find this a very difficult one at the moment because, quite frankly, you never know who, what's behind the bigger picture. You never know for sure whether or not maybe, you know, uh, there are things going on which uh, sh should need to be stopped. I, I'm only just asking questions because, like a lot of people, you follow as much as you can. But when you see reasoned explanation as to what really has been happening... Now, I do remember, even you and I have talked about this in the podcast that we've done, about, um, you know, Ukrainian people um, tra tra trafficking and bringing drugs into Spain and all that sort of thing, um, that seems to immediately have been totally dismissed now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't hear of any of that now, you know. But uh, as I say, something's got to be done to, you know, to, to stop this because it's all right saying he might send a couple of nuclear missiles over and it kill millions of people, but if he sweeps all the way through Ukraine, that'll be millions of people as well, won't it? Well, well it will, but I, th I think the only reason that can be justified for holding off from a no-fly zone would be the fact that they know that all the missiles are prepared, ready to go, and you only need one poor judgment, and the whole world could be on fire, couldn't it? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, so we've got these anti-missile thingies all over the world, haven't we? As soon as one let's goes up, it, it, gets, it should get knocked out straight away. And if that's over Russia, then it's over Russia. 
you know, but you can't, you can't keep letting the bully boy just keep marching no. and marching forward. No, you know, no, somebody's you... got to do something about it. You, you can't, uh, but I think there's a lot more to this than any of us realise, uh, Neil. You know, um, I mean, yes, you're absolutely right to say what you're saying, um, but I think now and again, like, strategists and, and, and tactical guys are probably trying to judge which is the right moment to do something. You know, maybe, maybe they're talking to other uh, Russian... And military people who might be trying to change things behind the scenes. I'm going to move on because a lot of this is conjecture right. and also I'm looking at uh, the news in general. Yeah. Okay, a little bit difficult to uh, get to the right page there. Sorry for the delay. And a doctor has issued a health warning to all men after the tragic death of Australian cricketing legend Shane Warne. Um, the 52-year-old former cricket player suffered a heart attack while on a holiday in Thailand on Friday evening and attempts to revive him through CPR failed. Dr Deb Cohen-Jones, a GP from Perth, Western Australia, said, while his death is a tragedy, you should never ignore the warning signs of a heart attack and should see your doctor. The secret founder claims men are notoriously the last individuals to see the doctor to, uh, for preventable health care. Heart attacks occur when there's a blockage of blood flow to the heart muscle, which can happen to anyone, but is most common in men aged 45 and over or women aged 55 and over. The most common heart attack symptoms include chest pain, suddenly feeling dizzy, nausea, vomiting, indigestion or heartburn, sweating, shortness of breath, um, and by taking note of the warning signs and visiting a doctor prior, uh, heart attacks can be prevented. Dr. Seb Cohen-Jones claims as Warren was reasonably uh, fit. Um, he likely didn't experience chest pains or warning signs. And obviously, um, it's not very nice when any of the legends go. Um, but I've got a, a comment here, which I think looks as if it should be passed. Helen uh, from Stoke-on-Trent yeah, go see a doctor. I've been taking blood pressure medication for nearly two years and I've never laid eyes on my doctor. I've, I have seen the nurse twice, but the doctor remains in his protective bunker, terrified that he might become a, a victim of the plague. OK, that's quite probably quite a common thought with people that, you know, doctors aren't quite as uh, available at the moment, are they? Well, I mean, we're not too bad here. I, I can make an appointment here, and I'm not too bad here. But I mean, I've I've played hard, and I've you know, and I've, I've worked hard and played hard. Uh, when I reached sixty, I thought to myself, well, rather than just let yourself go, just go and do a bit here, and you know, it, it, if you it's, everything in moderation should be fine. But if I if I started getting you know palpitations or feeling dizzy or something like that, that you know yourself. You know if you're, you know if you're okay, your condition's okay. But if some, all of a sudden, just stays for say a week or two weeks, you think, hang on a minute, I just need to go and have. Oh, and I've had them well man, them well man clinic things as well. You know, um, so you know you just keep yourself checked up. I think it's every five year we have them, don't we? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I have and to say... If, if you go there and he, he tells you that everything's fine, your heart rate's fine, your, your blood pressure's fine, this, that and the other, just carry on doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because you, you can't lock yourself in cotton wool. You've got I, to go and enjoy yourself. I think part and parcel of um, being becoming mature is knowing that, you, you know, you're going to have aches and pains and you've got to sort of... Uh, take care of yourself as best as you can. You do the right things in taking exercise, eat the right stuff, don't sort of overdo anything. Um, you can't really do a, not a lot more. And unfortunately, um, you do get people who basically uh, become trapped in a system which 
is all about just um, making money out of people and taking pills. I mean, this pharmacy stuff has really... I mean, one thing that I've always wondered is over the years, Neil, you can relate to this. How much money have they made out of cancer research? And yet, you know, we're still hanging around waiting for something like that. How much money uh, have they wasted on trying to cure the common cold and all that sort of stuff? Um, yeah. You know, and then suddenly you get all this COVID and uh, uh, and all the things we've all been living through. And then yet they still prefer to send things to the moon and um, potter about up on Mars and that sort of thing rather than sort us out down here. Well, I brought this up a few weeks ago, didn't I? You see, uh, it, it, they've spent more... People have donated more money to cancer research than it, than it did to put men on the moon, right? But the, the, the whole reason behind all that is there's no profit in a cure. No. Now, we've been going on about cancer for donkey's years, years and years and years, right? And we still can't find a cure, yet we have a plague, uh, the COVID thing, and all of a sudden we get we get uh, vaccinations against it within about six weeks. Mm. But how does that work? I'm sure they've had a cure for cancer for years, but there's no profit in a cure. Yeah. And, and these big pharmaceutical countries, uh, companies are getting away with absolute murder. Well, it goes back a little bit to what I was talking about. Um, you know, th th there is no way that I would defend Putin in any shape or form with what's going on. But uh, as this commentator was saying, trying to explain to anybody that, you know, was totally thinking it was all one-way traffic, the commentator was saying, well, you know, for eight years or so, we've had all these killings in Ukraine and nobody wants to know anything about it. Now, the, the same happens with cancer. I mean, um, you, you know, I, I can remember raising money, in, especially in uh, the 1974, I think it was, that I ran a marathon and we made about £2,800 at that particular event. Um, which, you know, a, a team of us did it. I I was the one that ran the marathon, but then again, I enjoyed doing that. It was a good challenge. But, you know, the actual money that was raised, as you say, what, what, what's happened What's happened over the years, that money is still being raised, and, you know, this horrible disease is still about. Um, I'm going to link this to the father of a man who took his own life after an addiction to energy drinks. And the father says that drinking 15 cans a day worsened his depression and turned him into a zombie. He was a 25-year-old called John, uh, Justin Bartholomew, and he was from East Sussex. And he died in 2017 after consuming vast quantities of high caffeine and sugary drinks, which he turned to as a coping mechanism after the breakdown of his marriage. Uh, calling for energy drinks to be banned, his dad, uh, Kieran, told uh, the Sun newspaper that it was as powerful as an addiction uh, as crack for him. He was trapped in a vicious cy cycle of having sleepless nights and feeling the he needed energy drinks to function, uh, ruining his normal coping mechanisms. It comes amid renewed calls for a ban on the sale of energy drinks to children under 16. After re a report in the British Medical Journal, Open, found that uh, young people who consume the drinks on five or more days a week are likely to have low psychological, physical education and overall well-being. OK, let's deal with that one first. So um, have you ever have you ever bothered with these drinks? To be honest, I'm, I'm not a lover of fizzy drinks. And I never have been. I used to have Vimto or uh, orange squash. You know, we watered and all that when I were a kid. And fizzy drinks have—I've never, I've never tried any of them. You know, I mean, I get enough, I get enough sugar into it with my, my coffees and teas that I drink. Okay, you know, well, well, but, that, that's uh, a good—it's a good point for me to continue then because campaigns such as Action on Sugar have called for a complete ban on the products for under 16s. Their study in December 2017 found the average sugar content was more than an adult's entire maximum daily recommendations for sugar intake. Likewise, 78% of products exceeded the maximum daily rec recommendation for sugar intake for a child aged 7 to 10. 
Uh, that's 24 uh, grams or six teaspoons. Certain manufacturers reformulated before the soft drinks industry levy in April 2018 in the UK. It would mean that one 250ml Red Bull energy drink containing 27 grams of sugar uh, now costs an extra 6p. Before reformulation in 2017, the punched energy and uh, tropical guava flavour products from Rockstar contained a staggering 78 gram or 20 teaspoons of sugar per 500 ml serving, more than three times the daily recommended 25 gram for women, 38 gram for men. Now these drinks contain 24 grams of sugar per 500 ml, the equivalent of six teaspoonfuls. Um, there was um, a comment that I picked up from Becky in Bedfordshire. Unfortunately, most things are bad for you when you drink or have them excessively. Coffee, tea are fine in small amounts, but excessively and they're quite dangerous. Take water, for example. Um, you drink too much and you will dilute the sodium in your body to dangerously low levels landing you in hospital it's not for the state to ban these things everyone should be able to moderate their intake sensibly now that's interesting because um i was reading an article by somebody totally in a different sense and they were talking about the dangers of drinking too much um water um most people they don't really see that they seem to think that no matter what happens with water you know, it's uh, totally and utterly the right thing to do. Yeah, I, I think there is a danger in all this. And I remember going to um, uh, some sort of educational thing and they were showing you that instead of having, uh, say, a, a can of Red Bull, you'd be better off just having a potato. And then later on, I'm meeting somebody in Benidorm a couple of um, weeks ago and he's very much into the low-carbohydrate uh, diets, which apparently are becoming quite fashionable. Cato, I think they call them. Um, but basically, you cut down on your carbohydrates, um, which is something I've never really thought too much about. I tended to always think, what am I doing today? Going out for a long walk. I'll have a few extra spuds or something like that. You know, whereas maybe there is something in that. Maybe you've got to be careful also with the amount of carbohydrates you take. What do you think? Well, it's everything in moderation. I mean, when it's boiling up, they keep trying as we, you know, here, you know, when we start getting, after this month, it should start being getting really warm and then you've got your, your july and june july august when it's really hot people are saying make sure you get plenty of water plenty of water inside you to hydrate you i mean as i say i don't i don't drink fizzy drinks but what, I, I think i saw something like there's about eight or eleven teaspoonfuls of sugar in in a can of coca-cola or something i thought oh hang on a minute i could have about five six cups of tea with that you know what i mean yeah so but yeah, you see, everybody can tell you all these problems that are with everything, but it's only when you take it to the excess that you get a problem. And yeah. if not, look—I mean, look at me and you. You know, you—you're not a, a, a meat eater, a massive meat eater. I like a steak every now and again. You know, it's—it's it's everything in moderation. And if you feel that your body's, you know, there's something not quite right, then go and see your doctor. Yeah, and, and ask him, why am I feeling like this? Am I, am I, you know, am I going out of balance with something? But we we do exercise. All right, it's, it's not it's not like when we were training for play football when we when we're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and all that lot. But it's still exercise that that keeps everything going. You've got to get your body going in the morning, no matter what you do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I, I'm all drinking for... cups of coffee. You know, you're having a, a, a cornflakes or whatever, and then you go and do your walk, and when you come back, you'll have a light snack at dinner. So it's like a, it's like just balancing balancing itself out and, and doing it in moderation. But going back to Shane Warne, he, he had a he had alcohol problems, and they reckoned he were a bit of a playboy in these nightclubs, wasn't he? When when all the uh, the other bits of stuff were knocking around, but then he got he got off the alcohol and everything. But has the damage already been done? Don't know. 
You I think, know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right to bring that up because the problem with a lot of life, especially, you know, we all strive to do certain things when we're younger. And uh, when you've got these stars, Shane Warne is obviously one that we're going to talk about um, in, in specifics. But, I mean, people who are well-known, uh, we both know that they get invited to go to after-dinner speaking and um, they live a lifestyle where, unfortunately, they're probably encouraged to drink more than's good for them by people who just probably they don't mean to be anything other than uh, the admiration for what they've done in their career and it's great to be near them and obviously you know it's nice to say well would you, can, I, can I get you to drink you know whereas really yeah. you don't know how much drink that person's had during the daytime um, you know as you know I'm not really a big drinker uh, yeah. I'm not now. I mean, when I was playing rugby, that was a little bit different. I mean, you know, even then I wasn't a huge drinker, but I would have drink. Um, and then I would have to go straight to the night uh, club where I was working. And obviously there'd be more alcohol on offer there. And the trouble is you get caught by situations, not always by choice, don't you? Yeah, it's the same. You know, you, you, you've had a great game of football. You've probably had a win. And you, 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 you know your limit, as, as I know my limit. You know, it, it, I don't want to be falling over everywhere. But you always get them, don't you? Hey, get it down, you soft lad. No, I've had enough. I'm ready for going. No, yeah, I get it. Oh, all right, then give it to you. And then somebody else comes here. Yeah. Now, now it's my turn to get them in. So you have another, you know what I mean? And there, that, there's this... well, that, was, that was years ago, you know, when you were playing football and rugby and doing your, your judo and all that. Yeah. You, and I mean, as I know you're not a big drinker, but you know, but that's that's how it does. Well, when you when you live in their type of you know lifestyle, you know, there's all sorts on offer, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so not only with the drink and, and and maybe other stuff and this that and the other, maybe that's what's you know caught caught you know caught up with him. I mean, but fifty-two—that's that, no age, is it? You know what I mean. That's I don't think um, I don't think cricketers are renowned for being fit. I mean, you know, I look at the the game of cricket, and if you think about it, you're standing round a, a lot of the game. You know, you're sitting in the uh, in the dressing room waiting to go in and bat. Uh, you could yeah. be there for two days. I mean, come on, um, yeah. you know, that's the problem with cricket. It is not what you'd call a fitness sport. Now, football possibly is a lot more different because, obviously, uh, unless you're a goalkeeper, sorry, Neil, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know. I only had to run 18 yards. As long as I could sprint 18 yards and come back to goal, I were happy with that yeah. in training. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean. Been a runner. But, Never. I mean, you know, the newspapers, of course, they'll write all this stuff. And, like, that doctor probably means to to be, um, you know, saying the right things. But I get the impression with many doctors, they don't really reference what they're giving as the answer to the, the real problem because they don't really know the real problem. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know whether or not she knew him personally and, and I, I ever chatted to him about his drinking. Um, but certainly the papers have done over the years. I'm going to move yeah. on. Still got a couple of things to get through. So here, you are. here we right. go. It's your calling. You're listening to Dead Tracy, Neil Cobalt. What's in the news this week, especially from the UK and from Spain? Now, this one will probably, like me, make your blood boil. JCB driver who killed a 79-year-old grandfather of seven by knocking him off his motorbike while high on cocaine was today jailed for three and a half years. <sighs> three and a half yeah. years. Yeah, you, here we go again. Well, this is a guy called Joshua Whitaker, 24, pulling out of a building site when he smashed into retired university lecturer Dr. Anthony Hindil uh, Suzuki, killing him instantly. Dr. Hind, oh, Dr. Hind, um, Hindel, sorry, a father of three, suffered serious head and chest injuries and died on the scene. This was, it, it, you see, the, the delay now in things coming to court after, you know, all this lockdown and everything, that was all happening on May the 21st, 2020. Uh, this 
poor Dr. Hindle had a, a, a PhD in ergonomics and spent 30 years working as a senior lecturer at Lancaster University um, and Whittaker, who admitted causing death by driving without due care or consideration while under the influence of drugs, was jailed at Preston Crown Court. Uh, the doctor had been out for a ride on his motorbike in the picturesque forest of Boland area. This is an area of outstanding natural beauty on the day of his death. But as he rode um, along Hollins Lane in the village of Fort and Lancashire, this JCB, uh, driven by Whitaker, pulled out from a construction site into the road. Dr. Hines' motorcycle uh, collided with the JCB's steel bucket and he was thrown off the bike and across the carriageway before he stopped next to a white Ford Transit van. Lancashire Police said tests had shown that Whitaker had cocaine in his system at the time of the collision. In a heartbreaking uh, victim statement uh, heard in court, the, his widow, Christine, said words could not explain the constant loneliness and sadness she felt. Um, th this is so annoying because, you know, if the guy's been high on cocaine, then he should not have been driving that no matter what happened. There's exactly. no, there's no but, excuses there. But, but the punishment don't fit the crime. Three years, and he's loaded up with cocaine driving a great JCB. You know, I, I don't get it. It, it, it. The law is an ass, complete and utter ass. You know, that, that's somebody's life gone, and somebody will do 18 months in prison for it. You know, I think ridiculous. there's even... Yeah, there's even more uh, in my mind about this because basically the judiciary have made such ridiculous um, judgments like this one. You know, um, when somebody has got a three and a half year sentence, you and I both know that's probably not even two years. So, exactly. I mean, realistically, I would be asking myself, uh, how competent is that judge these are the people that live often way, way away from general people like you and I. There's no way that they would uh, ever get themselves probably near these situations. But it sounds to me like this poor university lecturer um, was probably one of these people who was very quiet, lived in a nice, quiet place, probably didn't get, um, you know, too excited by things. But, you know, when you knock a 79-year-old granddad out seven grandchildren and his uh, good lady and all the other members of the family, they don't really seem to appreciate the gravity. I mean, two years, it, how can you equate what he did, having cocaine still in his system, getting this massive... I mean, don't forget, we're not talking about just a little car. We're talking about a massive piece of machinery that's going to kill anybody he hits. Exactly. Exactly. It's just ridiculous. See, these judges... They, they live in their ivory towers. They don't see it, not a normal life going round, say, Swinton and Pendlebury, where I'm from. You know, seeing every, you know, all that lot. They, you know, they probably have chauffeur driven, you know, to the club. You know, the old boys' club. You know, and all that malarkey. But uh, and then you see, it's the wider spread, like you said, with the grandkids, his wife, his daughters. You know what I mean? It, it's ridiculous. You've got to start putting, making sure that the, the, the punishment fits the crime. Well, it, 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 it can't be explained in normal circumstances. You know, we see this time and time again. You and I have discussed these types of things. So the only thought that I can have is that it's designed to make people like you and I become annoyed. You know, there's no sensible reason. You don't you, you don't try to be uh, charitable to people who maybe are 24, still going to have their cocaine and uh, basically go and do the, the same thing again and kill somebody else. You, you don't you do that without the, without the a motive. Is, you know, if it's a big building site or any, you know, any building site, they've got these things now that they just wipe around the tongues, haven't they? And it comes up within eight minutes if they've got drugs in the body. I didn't know about you know. that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the police now, All right. because they're catching more and more drug drivers than they are drink drivers. They, right. they, they have this, like, it's like a plastic thing, and then they, they rub it inside your mouth and round your tongue, then they sh shut it back into this thing, press a button, and then it comes up with red lines, either cocaine or cannabis or whatever. Well, I mean, they, they, they can't be 
fortunes if every every police officer's got them, you know, when they pull a, a driver over. Yeah. So it should be the same for the building site. Yeah. You know, if you're driving big, you know, big things like JCBs and all that, just swab them when they come on site. If it's clear, it's clear. If it's not, boom, you've gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just look at that poor family, totally and utterly destroyed just by somebody who just doesn't give a monkeys about anybody. Um, you know, I, I, I don't care who they are. They know they're taking co- cocaine. So, OK, well, let me cheer you up a bit. I think uh, on, this... Can't wait for this one, then. OK. In the papers today, former Commons Speaker John Burko. He faces being banned from Parliament for life for horrific bullying of staff during his time in office. He's a former Tory MP and has been blocked from holding a Commons pass usually given to ex-politicians after a catalogue of appalling behaviour against three aides during his decades in the chair. An official investigation found that he threw a mobile phone at one, swore at officials and made a racially and sexually discriminatory remark. It also branded him a serial liar over his evidence to the probe and his behaviour fell very far below that which the public has a right to expect from any member of parliament. The official censure handed down today also means he becomes the first Speaker of the House of Commons in modern history to be blocked from a peerage as a reward from standing down. Um, In a report published this morning, this is today's paper, Parliamentary Commissioner for Standards Catherine Stone found him guilty of 21 claims made against him relating to behaviour during his decade as Speaker from 2009 to 2019. Parliament's independent expert panel uh, branded him a serial bully and recommended he blocked he be blocked from holding the pass, saying he is still an MP, he would face expulsion. But in an astonishing 800-word rant, Mr Burko blasted the decision, saying it was a travesty of justice rooted in prejudice, spite and hearsay carried out by a kangaroo court, and he vowed to circumvent the, the ban, saying he would continue to attend with the help of a friendly pass holder or go as a member of the public. All I can say is that the case against me would have been thrown out by any court in the land since it is based on the flimsiest of evidence, rooted in hearsay and baseless rumour and advanced by old-school dogmatists once intent on resisting change at all costs and now settling some ancient scores with me. Wow, what do you think of all that? Well, little man, big dog, isn't he? He's only he's only tiny. Uh, you know, he makes he, he's good riddance as far as I'm concerned with him. He's just an egotistical fool. You know, it's all John Burko, John Burko. You know, uh, he's, he's a complete and utter clown. Anyway, when he was uh, Speaker of the House and all sorts, I couldn't stand him anyway. I didn't like so, him. I didn't like the way he acted. I didn't yeah. like the way he was behaving himself after being in Parliament. I was really not very happy about the way that he crossed the the, the parliamentary floor to go and um, become an, a Labour MP, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. You see, because he, he didn't like, he, he couldn't get away. So what what he what, what he was trying to do is is the um, what is it gamekeeper uh, gamekeeper turned whatever it ah, was. Ah, poacher. Yeah. 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 Right. Poach. Yeah. So that, that's that's all he did because it to keep him in the news all the time, and that's why it it, it was ridiculous when he was speaker, you know, standing up and banging table, and you can't say this and you can't say that. Little man, big dog, no good. Get I, I I do totally agree with you, but while I was reading that, what the, what was going through my mind was how did it take from two thousand and nine to 2019 for anybody to say anything whatsoever. Uh, and uh, and don't forget, we're now t- 2022. This really, 
mm, is not maybe quite as straightforward as I think it would be. Uh, I mean, you see, when you speak, you get so long anyway, don't you? So nobody can come forward and start challenging them. You know, it's all this, you know, it's the members' bill and all this malarkey and all, you know, it's all shoving paperwork around everywhere. And then the minute he gets, uh, as you say, when he swapped over from one to the other, and that's when people thought, whoa, it's a bit... and then he, he got flirted from being the speaker. Uh, that's when they're, they're all going to come forward and say, well, this should have been happening years ago. We, we kept mentioning it and mentioning it, but because of these silly, you know, MPs, laws and all this, that and the other, it, they couldn't do it. But he'll keep popping up and shouting about the Lord and nothing and all that. Nobody will take any notice of him. Well, don't forget, I did say I don't like the man, but the only thing that does concern me is the way these things happen to come out so much later. I mean, we're talking about 2009, so we're, we're the best part of 14 years. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, there is something intrinsically wrong with people who can't speak up before, you know, 14 or 15 years have gone by. Um, no, I, I think there's a little bit more in that. It'll be interesting to see if that one resurfaces. OK, here's the next one coming up. Right. OK, so um, now we're watching the, um, the disabled games coming from uh, Beijing. And I'm not very happy with the fact that they're even still going personally. Um, but the, pick, the thing that came from the press was a bronze medal winning Russian gymnast who was beaten to gold by a Ukrainian rival is being investigated by the sports governing body after he used white injury tape to create a Z letter on his leotard for the podium picture. Uh, yeah, he's a twenty-year-old. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'll just I'll just read for our listeners, yeah. by the way, um, who will be probed uh, by the International Gymnastics Federation for his shocking behaviour in displaying a symbol of support for Russia's invasion of Ukraine during an event. He finished third in the parallel bars final at the Apparatus World Cup in Doha over the weekend. Ah, OK, sorry, I've got that one wrong. This is a different tournament. I, I, I do beg your pardon because the two things are going on at the same time. Um, uh, he displayed this letter on his outfit as he stood proudly uh, on the podium. And uh, then it just has, uh, ends us by saying Russian forces have used the letter Z as an identifying symbol on their vehicles in Ukraine following Moscow's invasion of its neighbour. Um, OK, I got that one wrong. It, 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 I thought it was the, um, the Beijing Games. But I will, will say anyway, I don't think that that should be, be taking part at all because um, I was reading by one of the strategists who was saying that China will keep out of everything um, until their games are finished. Uh, so what, what, what yeah. do you think about that? Well, I seen him. He's a young lad, a young blonde-haired lad. But he he put a Z on his uh, on his vest, which is he's like saying, "Yeah, the war the war's okay. You know, we should go in there and this, that, and the other. You know." So uh, all of a sudden, he's been brought to attention when he were on the podium, and this Z were on the, on the middle of his middle of his vest, and. Uh, and now, just all you got to do, check medal off him, throw it out. Whoever come, say you got a bronze, whoever come forth, they're gonna get the medal. You know what I mean? Are we being are we being woke though? Because that that means that we are now get, we're getting to the point where really, you know, that young man for some whatever reason he sees something totally not the way that we want him to see it. Um, would it not be better for some other way to be? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't really know which way to go with this one because, quite honestly, um, you know, you'd think the officials would have addressed that um, at the time that they were going to give the medals out. You know, uh, could you take that? Um, yeah, but, but he didn't have that on when when he'd what when he were doing what, whatever it were a gymnast or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, what, whatever he were doing, uh, it was only when he got on the podium. So all they could have done then was go up and get him off like that. But I'm I'm nowhere near a walk. But anybody who's saying that 
uh, innocent people should be killed, but, uh, and he's got a stage to say it, then you should be condemned like everybody else. It's, you know, I, I can't see anybody agreeing with, except for obviously Russians, uh, killing people in, in Ukraine. I don't think so, I don't think that the majority of Russians would want this to be happening. By the exactly, way, because they're suffering as well. Yeah, and, you know, and, and and the secret police in Russia are taking people away, and you know, every time they protest. Yeah. Okay, well, look, we've got yeah, all... just hang on, Vince. Yeah. What, what, remember when uh, the the black the black hand salute? Yeah, you know, at the games. That that's exactly the same thing, and he should be banned for life now mm. from competition. I think you know, they, that, I, I, that's I think how strongly I feel about that. Yeah, I think Russia will be um, they they on block will be dismissed, and I think you're right. I think he will be uh, banned for life. Um, I'm going to finish off by looking at another article I saw: Huawei helping Putin. In fact, we're seeing reports today that Huawei, Chinese telecommunications, is providing support to Russia to keep their internet up. Um, this is somebody talking to ABC Adelaide on Monday. Uh, and Mr. Dutton said the reports were deeply concerning when every other responsible country in the world is looking at ways they can uh, sanction and stop trading with Russia. Russian government and media websites uh, faced repeated disruption from suspected cyber attacks by groups targeting the state since the invasion of Ukraine. Last week, Russian media sites were backed by a group claiming to belong to the anonymous hackers network and replaced pages with a tombstone in honour of the war dead. Huawei, which reportedly has five research centres in Russia, is said to have ushered, uh, rushed to Russia's aid uh, to support the internet uh, in the face of the attacks. Now, somebody from London called Ainsley wrote in, Huawei have had a long-term managed service contract with the Russian telecoms and internet power providers. Uh, all they're doing is what the contract states, that that is to manage their services and security systems. There are a lot of ill-informed people connect, uh, commenting on here who have no idea about the IT world and how it works. Um, I can remember when um, Boris Johnson was put, putting up these Huawei systems I remember us talking about the fact that uh, it's allowing ch uh, China's access into um, the UK and everywhere else. I mean, we've got it here in Spain. And I remember saying how I re really didn't think it was a good idea um, because obviously, um, whether people like it or not, Russia and China will be in this at some time together, won't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember them. They, they called. They were five five G masks, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They wanted, they wanted put up all over the place. Uh, I don't know whether they, they carried on with them or whatever. As I say, we're not in the UK, but uh, yeah, they're a big who are, and I don't mean who are we, who are, we were yeah. who are we, were, you know, that uh, people were going mad at them. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're still, you, you know, they, they, these are trying to check us all over. They're still everywhere, and from what I was reading, um, apparently, now this is this is not fact, by the way. This is something that I've read. Other people are saying that it's right. Other people are saying it's wrong. But apparently, the five G mass started off as a military thing, and you can sort of boost at the at that point or whatever the mast is uh, to give problems to people, especially with heart conditions in that area. Um, I do know that in on the border between Russia and India, uh, sorry, uh, Russia and no China and India, they did find a number of troops who had been frazzled, and they think it's because of something like that. So yeah. these things start off as military weapons, and they migrate to um, other purposes, which we're now realising maybe the telephones are not quite as uh, innocent as we as we might have thought. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I'm with you on that. Yeah. OK, well, <coughs> on a weekend when Manchester City quite rightly claimed the bragging rights <laughs> in your city, I thought oh, uh, yes. your team looked very, very good. Uh, wonderful football, great um, ambassadors for the game. So, um, hey, you're, hey you're, you're chasing us down. We're just trying to, we're just trying to just keep that one step ahead, you know, the, the extra step. Uh, I, 
I mean, I, I can't see Liverpool losing another game all season, if I'm if I'm being honest, the way they play. I think they're fantastic. Well, but, we'll know tonight. Yeah, City give... I mean, City give United a lesson there. In second half, I can't remember any United player touching ball. Imperious. That was a disgrace. Look, Absolute disgrace from United. Well, it was, but look at the good side of your team. They, they were brilliant. Exactly. Neil, yeah. nice to have you back. Uh, obviously, Lovely. look forward to talking next week. Yeah, great to be back, by the way. Lovely. Lovely. Thanks, Neil. See you later, Vince. Bye-bye, Neil. Bye-bye. Bye.